When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. All right, how about hour number two on a Monday? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Maybe you still have leftovers going on. Longhorn fans, 8-4. and four, No Big 12 title game because of what K-State did. You will get a bowl game. We'll find that out on Sunday. Cowboys fans, you got big win number eight over the Giants. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers could not give you any help last night. I thought the Packers were going to put up a fight for a while. And they did put up a decent fight. But Rodgers also got banged up in the game. Eagles got their 10th win, so the Cowboys are still two games back of that division lead. But they do still have that other matchup coming up. We've hit those two uh, hard today, as you can imagine. In the crab bag, I let you know I was not on the field at Kyle Field when the Aggies rushed against LSU. That's never really been my thing. I was across the street at a bar screaming, Oh, no, 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 don't do that! That's what I was doing. That was my my thing at the time. All right, let's get back into some Longhorn stuff on the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina Hotline. He is over there every time Steve Sarkeesian has one of those pressers, and he had the last one for the regular season today. He is Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com, at JosephCook89 on Twitter as well. We do it every Monday about this time. What's up, Joe? Not a whole lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hope you all had a good holiday. Yes, we, we did. did, Joe. Thanks. We bro. definitely did. Hope you did as well. Did you get some good grub? Uh, get some good grub going on. Absolutely. Thursday ate pretty well with with the family, and then uh, all weekend watching some just a lot of football at home. It was a lot of uh, a lot of good times. So uh, glad it went well. Glad it went well for for all our teams too. Yeah, and and you know obviously the two big uh, the big dogs we deal with around here, Longhorns and Cowboys. I thought there was reason to be proud of both of those teams because Joe, I thought both of them set themselves up for an eye roll from their fans. They set themselves up for one of these. Oh Lord, here we go again. But then both of them got out of it. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, just looking at the, the Cowboys real quick. Thanksgiving games always big, division games always big, took care of business there. But, yeah, with the Longhorns, it was for sure a big deal. You know, it, it, it may not seem like a big difference, but I, I do think there is a big difference between 7-5 and five and 8-4 and, and, and what you're able to tell recruits and tell the whole fan base based off that. So, um, especially to do it against the Baylor team that's just up the road from you and to avoid, importantly, getting swept by uh, Big 12 teams in state uh, I think that's a that, you know it's not like the biggest deal ever not like you know being a top four playoff team unfortunately but uh, it's still a good thing to have in your second year and then you know the other football team that you pay attention to uh, a little bit the Texans they lost so perfect great weekend of football all around 
Yeah, Joe, it was. You know, with this Texas football team sitting at eight and four before the season, you would have told me eight and four. I would have said, yeah, that's that's. I'll take that. I'll take that. But after all the losses you saw this season, no loss above seven points. They were right there at all the games. Just a little tweaks, maybe some coaching decisions there. Are you happy with eight and four right now at the end of the season? I think he got to be. You know, I looked at this for for something I wrote on Inside Texas, and that Texas I think was two and five last year in, in one possession or maybe single digit margin games. Well, they were two and four this year. Uh, so you know they played in one fewer, didn't have any more wins. But the other thing is they never got blown out, and that means if they're two and four, then they went six zero in those other games that were pretty comfortable wins. So. Uh, I don't know what exactly to make of that. I think it shows that they're playing good teams close or even some average teams close and and beating up uh, from a a proper margin on the teams they should be beating up on. Yeah, you can look at individual events, and that's something Steve Sarkeesian touched upon today. He was asked by uh, Danny Davis, you know, hey, is there parts of the Tech and the TCU and the Oklahoma State games that, that keep you up at night? And with any loss, you know, there's going to be aspects that keep you up at night, whether it be uh, not being able to get off the field on third and fourth down in, in Tech and against Oklahoma State and not being able to move the football against TCU. Yeah, that, that's going to happen, but that's part of football games. Um, so when you can back out and, and zoom out and look at the whole course of the season, you know, I think everybody, unfortunately, even though it was a one-point loss, kind of assumed that that's what the, the Bama game would be like. Uh, and then they went six and three in conference, and it was almost enough in this this version of the Big Twelve that really ate itself this year uh, to make it to the Big Twelve championship game. But they were one game out, but still showed a lot of progress in a lot of different important areas on both sides of the ball uh, throughout the course of the twelve game season. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas, Joe. One of the complicated parts of this, you you know, Sark said today talking about those losses that you know obviously wanted to run the ball, wishes he'd run the ball better in the second half against Tech and Oklahoma State. I'd feel that comment a little bit more if he hadn't given Bijan seven carries to start the Baylor game. So if I'm a Texas fan and I say to you, Joe, okay, if he can't figure all of that run stuff out with Bijan and Roshan in the room, why should I believe that he'll figure it out with anybody else in the room? I think you can look at the offensive line. Uh, look who's coming back next year. you got Kelvin Banks, who uh, quietly put together what could be an All-American year. Uh, you had uh, uh, Hayden Connor uh, play well. Cole Hudson, who did very well in his first year uh, as, a, you know, as a college football player, got good injury updates from him uh, today from Steve Sarkeesian, saying that I think he might be back by the bowl game. And his understudy was D.J. Campbell, who did well in the run game had his freshman lumps, but still did fine. And then you saw the development from Christian Jones, who I don't know if y'all uh, noticed on the uh, hurdle play of uh, Roshan's last touchdown, but oh Christian God. Jones pushed the guy basically all the way to uh, where you're from, Chad, out of the out of the picture. So oh, yeah. you see a lot of offensive line development, uh, and you hope that what that's able to do next year is continue to be able to lean on teams as games go on uh, better than they did this year. Uh, in the same way, you still have a quality running back room. You, you've seen promise from Jonathan Brooks. Jaden Blue isn't going to be, you know, just a, a player who had zero carries. He's gotten some action. Uh, and, you know, the, the other the, the players that are coming between uh, five-star running back Cedric Baxter and Trey Wisner, those are some quality players. And you hope that, you know, that pipeline 
uh, is starting to become a thing now, thanks to the efforts of Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, and then the offensive, uh, you know, brain trust of Steve Sarkeesian and Kyle Flood and, and Tashar Choice. You know, Joe, big question this offseason will be on Quinn Ewers and his progression and going from year one to year two. And yeah, you know, the 30 incompletions and the Oklahoma State game that clearly sticks out and just all the overthrows and you know we heard the ESPN crew this week talking about his body language which I thought his body language in this Baylor game was the best I've seen all year like he got hype on this run score he got in the O-lines but when he got sacked a couple of times I mean Tom Brady and Peyton Manny they were known for getting in their O-lines but when uh, things went wrong so why can't Quinn Ewers do it so I, I appreciated that from Quinn in this game but going into the offseason and what are you looking forward to seeing in Quinn's progression from year one to year two? It's kind of the same thing that he's been doing, uh, or the same thing I've been wanting to see from him uh, throughout the course of the year, how he does the mundane. you know, And, and that's not just post-snap. And I think there's a lot of focus on that post-snap. Um, a lot of it is pre-snap. To the last two quarterbacks' advantage, uh, credit for Texas, whether it be um, – you know, Sam Ellinger and even Casey Thompson had a good portion of last year. They knew how to put Texas into good situations. Same, that's probably maybe what Sam Ellinger was best at. Uh, and, you know, he's still a really good player in a lot of different areas. He's, you know, starting in the NFL, at least uh, up until just Saturday, got control. And Casey Thompson, you know, still a Power 5 football player. Those guys studied their stuff and did a lot to know what the right read and right check was. Um, you know, before the snap and even quickly after the snap, whether they were able to execute it, a little bit different, but they knew where to go before. Uh, Quinn Ewers, you know, obviously showed signs of being a freshman in that in that area of playing the game. Uh, you know, you can see him make some of those throws, like ones to Jordan Whittington, like corner routes to Jatavian Sanders, uh, and see the promise there. Uh, but there's got to be just the ability to do the, the regular run-of-the-mill stuff at a you know, excellent clip. Of course, you want to see the, the better conversion on deep throws, and of course, that's a challenging aspect for any quarterback. Uh, but you, that's one of the, that was one of the main allures of him as a prospect, is he could make those throws. So you want to see him be able to do a lot of the uh, pre-snap stuff a lot better over the course of this coming season. That's more you know, studying and getting familiar with the system than it is doing anything after the, the snap. And he also just wanted to start connecting on those deep balls, uh, no matter who the receiver is. Talking about Joe Cook inside Texas again on Twitter at Joseph Cook eighty nine. Uh, Joe, the question a lot of a lot of interesting broad you know questions today. One of them about Xavier Worthy and his happiness at Texas. Uh, what a modern college football question that is. The portal opens up next Monday. I'm assuming Worthy is going to be the first name on your mind to look for. What else? What else do you think we need to be looking for next Monday in terms of maybe? who could end up in the portal, or how many guys might end up in the portal? You know, we really don't speculate big time on names at, at, uh, inside Texas just because, you know, some guys have their own reasons for their decisions, and, you know, it could be lack of fit, lack of playing time, a bunch of different things. But I, I think you kind of noted what it's all about. It, it's kind of modern college football. Every program's going to have guys who jump in. Uh, now some guys, some programs may have fewer players than others, and that's you know maybe a credit to culture, maybe a credit to a lot of different things. Uh, but you know, one thing that I've said, uh, and this was admittedly before the one-time transfer exception uh, was put into play, was that 
players have been transferring all the time. Troy Aikman transferred from OU to UCLA. Uh, the thing about the portal is that it kind of put it in front of everybody's face. And, you know, you could see that that walk-on from uh, some little town who was able to make it onto the team, you know, now you can see, oh, he transferred too. Or now you can also see that the, you know, the backup point guard for the women's basketball team transferred too. Oh, and you can just think, ah, oh, wow, this is, this is a, a pandemic across the whole sport. The one-time transfer exception did change things up a, a lot in that area. NIL did too, because now you can just kind of essentially jump to the portal and have a bidding war for your services. But um, as far as how it'll affect Texas goes, yeah, they're going to lose some guys. Uh, it may be from the bottom of the roster, maybe from the middle of the roster. Uh, I don't know how many top of the roster guys it'll be. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just you can look at that as something that Texas is a college football team, and this is what happens to pretty much every single college football program. Uh, but the, the other part of that is they're going to benefit from it. I mean, it's a, it's a destination place to play college football. Uh, I don't know if you all saw what the James Madison transfer Diamante Tucker Dorsey said. Like he said, essentially said this is, you know, Texas is college football. Uh, that's, that's the impression that he had. And that was just in, you know, five months of being a longhorn, maybe even six months. So, um, you know, Texas is going to be affected by it to what extent, uh, we may not find out till Sunday at 11 PM Monday at midnight, but, um, they're not going to be immune, but they're not going to be, you know, pilfered by it either. Joe, this defense was a huge bright spot into the success of this season. And, you know, you're going to miss certain guys like Keandre Coburn and, you know, uh, Deshaun Jamison. But with the guys coming back, hopefully next year, Jade Barron and hopefully Ryan Watts comes back and Jalen Ford, who most likely will be Defensive Player of the Year. How would you look at and grade this defense and PK's second season with the addition of Gary Patterson? I think you got to give it a, let's see, uh, I think I'd go with a B minus. I think that it was a, obviously that's a significant step up from the D minus or you know, maybe even F that it got last year, but uh, it was a significant step up to where over the course of the late part of the season, it almost became a strength. And, and think about the, this most recent Baylor game. That time of possession was just way, way in Baylor's favor, almost 2-1 to one after the first half, and still pretty strongly into the third quarter. I think Baylor had like 30 minutes time of possession of the first 45 minutes before Texas flipped, it, you know, flipped that script with their own running game. And that's also credit to the Texas defense in that even though they gave up plays and you know, had a coverage bust, they're still really hard to get chunk yardage against. And that's, I think, why you know, Steve Sarkeesian got P. Kwiatkowski in the first place because Steve Sarkeesian, like any offensive coordinator, but with uh, you know, his affinity for deep throws, he loves chunk yardage. And, and P. Kwiatkowski's offense is, is re- or excuse me, his defense is really good at limiting chunk yardage and also uh, limiting the run game. So I think it was a, a tremendous improvement. You do lose some of your... You know, impact guys, Keandre Coburn's out of eligibility, Moro Ojomo's out of eligibility, uh, DeMarvin Overshone out of eligibility, uh, Anthony Cook as well, uh, Deshaun Jameson. So those are some key players right there. Uh, but you hope that what you saw from some of the under, you know, maybe not underclassmen, but younger players you get from Ryan Watts. Obviously, you mentioned Ford. You still feel good about defensive tackle with guys like Byron Murphy. Um, there and available and even some of the younger guys from the 2022 class uh, and then Terrence Brooks you know Jade Barron 
there's still a lot of key contributors from that defense that are going to be back next year. They're going to have another important year in the system, which we haven't been able to say a lot of over the past few years at Texas uh, with all the coordinator churn and coaching churn. Having three years under the same voice, who obviously has showed a lot of progress in his first two years here, is going to be very, very important. Um, so I think the future is still bright. There, there are going to be some needs to address. They, um, they should be able to, you know, I think Malik Muhammad in the class, in the recruiting class, could contend for early playing time. Uh, maybe someone like Colton Vosick, if he, you know, with the right fit, could contend for early playing time. And even some of the freshmen, Justice Finkley, I think, will also see uh, his role expand after a good amount of snaps this year. Same with Ethan Burke. And um, I think the future is pretty bright on defense. Uh, you do miss some of the guys that are going to be going either to professional or NFL waters, but uh, you thank them because they helped set up this defense for a good amount of success in the near future. Talking with Joe Cook. Joe, before we let you go, give me a thought on this basketball game this week. We know the environment's there now after the Gonzaga game. What do you think about Texas and Creighton this week? Yeah, that's a big one. Um, it's going to be real interesting. That's a one of the top teams in the Big East. Um, and not only is it one of the top teams in the Big East, now you're, you're the, the lead dog, essentially, if you're the Longhorns. Um, you've been chasing for, you know, past however many seasons, I guess 12 seasons for the most part. And, yeah, you've had some good times in between there and some high rankings in between there. Uh, but, you know, you're looking for the ability to try and get guys. Or now teams are looking to take you down. And so they have to play with that mentality, uh, being able to defend against that. Um, I'm looking forward to it as far as the Moody Center goes, just because it'll be a top 10 matchup. And as we saw from Gonzaga, the crowd will get up. Um, the one thing you want to see is that three-point shooting. Uh, so if, if that travels against good teams, you're going to be able to you know, continue to play really well against the top teams. They've done well inside the arc, uh, but you know, adding that element from three is going to be the big key. Yeah, that'll really get that place fired up. That is Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3.com, at josephcook89 on Twitter. We do it every Monday. Joe, we appreciate it, man. Enjoy your week. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, good, Joe. Good stuff. By the way, you want a little Southwest Conference feel to your AP Top 25? How about Houston at number one for the first time since 83? Congrats to the Cougs there. They got 45 first-place votes. Texas sits at number two this week with eight first-place votes. Baylor is six in the AP Top 25. So congrats to that crew. Big 12-wise, Kansas sitting at nine. So you've got Three teams there in uh, in the top ten from the uh, from the Big Twelve, and then Creighton, the Longhorns' opponent. Yeah, they're seven in the new poll. They are looking good already this season. Only one loss, and it was a close loss to Arizona going out to Maui. So Texas and Creighton. Uh, remember, it's a slightly early start. It's a six o'clock tip on Thursday evening, five thirty pregame. It'll be right here on the Horn. Yo, U of H, them being number one. They barely beat Kent State by five mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah, we had a couple fans complaining on the text line saying they hadn't beaten anybody. They haven't. I mean, you know. We'll but they see. didn't beat anybody and they were close games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And you got to give them love to what they did last year. They brought a lot of those guys back. They got a big 
five-star player named Walker who's like 6'9". They could do a little bit of everything. He's terrified, and I know NBA scouts, they're going to love him. But, yeah, I'm excited about this Texas-Creighton game on Thursday. I think the Horns, they got a big-time advantage with their depth against Coach McDermott's team, which he only likes to play five guys over Mm. 30 minutes. So they played – their starting five played three straight days in the Maui Invitational over 30 minutes. Oh, my so that should show God. You, that should show you that they have no depth and Coach McDermott has no faith in his bench. He's doing that over Thanksgiving? Over Thanksgiving. Now, That's they have pretty- one of the best starting fives in the nation, Man. but, you know, if you could wear them down, which I think the Horns can, anybody could have a big-time chance against Creighton. Would you have made Texas number one this week? No. Nah. No. no. You'd have gone with, like, Virginia or somebody. No, I wouldn't have went Virginia. I would have went U of H. You would have been okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they haven't played nobody, but I would have went with them. You can make them number one. Okay. Because uh, right now, you know, this time of year, you can do that, Give, uh, giving Houston their love. So, uh, interesting. Houston and Texas, one and two in the AP Top 25 in basketball. All right, coming up, we'll get you the flex segment, including the game that I've wanted for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, it's going to happen. Plus, our all-flex top three gets cranked up today. And uh, our man CB is letting me know things are already starting to happen in College Station. Jimbo's already fired somebody. We'll tell you who it is on the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know what this says, but I didn't know Howard Jones and I didn't know ELO, but I know Christina Aguilera. What does that What does that say? You're a good man. That's good? That's a positive? Uh, it depends on who you're asking. For me, you're a good man. Ah, this is the first big hit, right? Oh, yeah. Genie in a bottle way back. We're going back to early 2000s? If that. Is it that? Maybe 99. Oh, my. Maybe. 99? Come on, man. Christina Aguilera, the beginning of the run. I've never seen Christina live. That's got to be a good show. Yeah. I would think. You ever seen her live? No. No, I haven't either. I like. I told you, I like every version of Christina. All of them. Clean, dirty, big, small. I don't care. All you can't Christ- talk about this big. I All Christina's. I mean, I know she was tiny. Yeah. I'm saying her, like she, 99, 2000 days when she was just coming out. There have been a couple moments where she was on, like, when she was, uh, you know, uh, what are you, a judge on The Voice, where I saw her oh, and she I was thought, great there. Like, okay, at times I thought maybe we've added a pound or two, but I didn't care. Oh, I love every version of Oh, her. yeah, absolutely. Um, then, you know. And her voice is different. Like, her voice stands out more than others. Yeah, she's a, she is a superstar in that category. She literally got a gig early on because she could hit a note nobody else could hit. Yeah. Like, not many singers can say that. 
she can hit some, I can't remember what they call it, something above high C or whatever. And Disney was looking for somebody that could sing that song for Mulan, I think it was. It's like, well, they got to be able to hit this note. And she walked in, hit the note, got the gig. See, I always thought she was more talented than Britney Spears. During that era, they always compared the two. I know. I always thought, you know, she's not getting the credit that she's yeah. due. Vocally, definitely better. Yeah, yeah, close. And I think Britney, Britney had the hits and I think Britney maybe was, the sex appeal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was a little. It took a while for Christina to get dirty. It did take I, a while. I felt like Britney was already there. Ah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Like the schoolgirl thing, walking through the halls, like she was already there on. Yeah, this girl. Christina, she, knows, she knows how to work. Christina just had to start adding those R's. Yeah. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> she had to get there. Uh, it's all right. Everybody, everybody gets there at their own pace. Everybody gets to dirty at their own pace. Uh, we hope you are having a good Monday. It's uh, a lot of good review of football. Big, long weekend. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Longhorns get the win, and they're waiting for their bowl game. Kansas State won, so there's no Big 12 title game. So Longhorn fans kind of playing the what-if game on those Two, you change either Oklahoma State or, I mean, you could obviously change the TCU game too, but Oklahoma State and Tech blowing those leads. If you fix one of them, then you're going to Jerry World this week. Longhorn fans dealing with that. Cowboy fans dealing with a win, but also the fact that the Eagles are still two games clear of you. And yes, we were discussing A&M earlier. I did go over to College Station to check that game out. I did not rush the field. Somebody said I was there in spirit. I don't know. There were spirits involved with my Saturday, but I didn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, And I agree with somebody that texted us, hey, Aggies, if you want to be a blue blood or act like a blue blood, blue bloods don't do that. They don't. Blue Bloods don't rush the field, so decide what you want to be. Now, on the other side of it, Zay, I would say this version of Clemson that Dabo's created, they like to rush the field sometimes. They do, but I would consider they're kind of a power right now, but when they win big games, sometimes they'll rush the field. Yeah, I still want to consider Clemson a Blue Blood. I would, like it took them a hot minute to become that. Right. The they're Deshaun just a, Watson, Trevor Lawrence era, clearly. But Yeah, they're just kind of a modern-day power. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a little weird what the Aggies did, but you know, only the second time they've ever beaten a top-five CFP or whatever. So maybe that is going to become kind of a part of, uh, of that fan base's DNA. Here's the quick A&M update. We'll get to the high school stuff. Jimbo Fisher uh, is firing Daryl Dickey. So instead of going – I was wondering if he was going to use – DJ Durkin as a fall guy for that defense getting so bad, but instead he's going to go with Dickey. Dickey is 62 years old, and there's a you know names like Garrett Riley at TCU and some others that are on this list. But I would still ask the question: Wasn't Jimbo calling plays? I think he was, and he was asked earlier in the year about would you let somebody call plays? Dickey has been with them these last couple years, but. I don't know that he was ever actually calling plays. Yeah, it's like the guy that gives good advice and Jimbo's not trying to hear it, and then it was probably good advice in the long run, and they said, all right, somebody has to go down. Somebody has to take the hit. Kind of like in the mob where, you know, somebody that you need killed, somebody killed somebody on accident, somebody that you need killed. Okay, let's do somebody that's important but not really. Okay, Dickie? I guess, yeah. He says he he moved. You're a part of the mob. He moved moved Dickey from quarterback's coach to tight end's coach uh, in favor of the former Auburn quarterback, Damian Craig, uh, last year. But as far as I know, Fisher's been the one calling plays. Somebody had to go. Fisher's been the one calling plays. It doesn't make any sense, but somebody had to go. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. Also around these parts, you may have seen Jake Spavital out. 
Oh, yeah. At Texas State. I was sorry to hear That's that. Unfortunate. But I wonder if there are going to be programs looking for him as their next OC. Is that where, you know, would an A&M look at a guy like Spavital? Would other programs that need an OC look at Spavital? Or is he going to stay at the head coaching realm? And then two teams that wear red and white over the weekend found their guys. Luke Fickle's going to Wisconsin, and Matt Rule is going to go to Nebraska. I thought both of those were interesting moves. Yeah, the Matt Rule deal is massive. And I know there's a buyout in Carolina and they kind of prepared for it but I mean college and the pros it's different and we saw what he did in the pros didn't work out we also saw what he did at Baylor which a lot of those guys Dave Aranda he picked up off of so if he could bring that mentality to Nebraska who knows it's a Mm -hmm. tough place to recruit not the same that it once was during the 90s hell even the 2000s so can he flip that team around in that program in the Big Ten that's gonna be a tough one but I think it's a good hire. And Lane Kiffin is using all of it to make more money. He got re-upped at Ole Miss. He's going to make $9 million a year. He was around $7 million this last year. Auburn apparently is leaning more towards a Hugh Freeze or somebody like that. Lane Kiffin just keeps using the rumors to get money. Yeah, you need all that money to put that badass kid that he has in private school. Did you see that little hoodlum on the sideline with the fire extinguisher? And he's just blasting the fire extinguisher and the team has him on his shoulders and stuff. It's ridiculous. That's his one job, I guess. You gotta, I'm, I'm, the gotta, kid's like 10! You gotta pay to recharge that fire extinguisher every time. <laughs> That's why he needs all that money, and I guess. It's just a circus over there. Then he has his little dog. His dog has his own Instagram or Twitter followers and uh-huh. stuff, so the dogs which is like a little golden retriever. I don't know what it is, but it's a cute cute dog. It is a cute dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's a lot going on in Mississippi. Yeah, there really is. And uh, if Auburn hires Hugh Freeze, I don't think I will have heard of a better marriage. That That's a perfect fit, man. What about Cadillac? He loves the program. Perfect fit. For everything Auburn can be and has been, Freeze might be perfect for all this. If you want to, now if they want to pick a guy for all the right reasons, Cadillac might be Cadillac's your guy. Cadillac's the guy. But if you want to pick a guy for all the Auburn reasons, <laughs> I think Hugh Freeze might be your guy. And that's been the problem. Right. Trying to get just Auburn guys instead of getting the right dude. Yeah. And, this and is, Cadillac Williams is an Auburn Cadillac guy. Be the guy. Yeah. I just don't know if maybe they didn't feel like they didn't see enough and he wasn't there long. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Auburn ends up doing. But there's the latest from uh, over at College Station Daryl Dickey out as OC at AM. Let's get to your Flex 30 segment because the Game is gonna happen. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. You want to talk about using the end of the second quarter and beginning of the third quarter? to maximize your game. I don't know if anybody did it as well as Vandegrift did it over the weekend. I was a little worried, Zay. Halftime was coming. Vandegrift was down 21-7. And then they scored three touchdowns in about 12 seconds. Incredible. Unreal. And then kind of basically boat raced it by the end. 49-21. Drip had already won. I get the game I wanted. A lot of people, I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of people have wanted this game to happen. So quarterfinal round for a trip to the Final Four, it is Vandergrift and Dripping Springs. Friday night, 7 o'clock. Yeah, see you at Gupton Stadium on Vista Ridge campus. I will be there 
on the field, just like you, Chad, been waiting for this game all year, and especially with everything that's at stake. I mean, if you're Vandergriff, you want to get revenge on the only team that's beaten you all season, and if you're Dripping Springs, you want to clearly advance. Both teams want to advance, but both teams have different things to play for, and yeah, I, I'm I'm excited that the schedule went down this way, and it's going to be a big-time matchup for two teams that could – maybe win the state championship. Yeah, they absolutely. Uh, they they both feel like they are that good. One, only one can survive this week. That game's coming. We'll be talking about that. Westlake is still in. Westlake wins again. Lake Travis did not. So you don't get a Lake rematch. Westlake's going to have to deal with that San Antonio Brennan team that just took Lake Travis down. That's a Saturday afternoon game coming uh, this week, and they're doing it in San Antonio. So Westlake's got to go down to San Antonio to try don't to, care. to take out Brennan. They do not. They don't care. They'll uh, play in Mexico and still be locked in. <laughs> they don't. They, after drinking the water, like yeah. they, they do not care. They're gonna go down and handle their business like they've been doing now. That Brennan team, they are good. They put it on Lake Travis. Shout out to Lake Travis. Hell of a season, especially with all the injuries that you endured. But yeah, they got some big. Big wide receivers, and this won't be an easy task for Westlake, but it's going to be hard to take down the Shaps. Yeah, it will. Uh, also, this week we'll be telling you about our all-flex top three. We've whittled things down to a top three as we get closer to that first all-flex team. Uh, you can check out flxatx.com if you want to see the full list. Today we'll tell you about O and D-Line, the big uglies. Ian Reed of Vandegrift. I've seen him a couple times, and this dude can absolutely maul. Uh, Jaden Chapman of Harker Heights had a big season. Season as well, and TJ Shanahan, the uh, talented offensive lineman from Westlake. All three of those guys are our top three in terms of the all flex team on the defensive line. Ansel Nador out at Round Rock. That is a, uh, I've seen him play once. No, I saw Round Rock play twice this year, I think. Uh, so I've saw that, that team twice. He's very good. Colton Vosick. You've seen that Westlake team play live, Zay. Vasek, uh, not a surprise. And then another guy that we got a chance to see live was Prince Will Human Melan, the very talented family out of Maynard that's already sent one of their kids to Florida. <laughs> and Prince Will's going to have his choice of, of places to go as well. Congratulations to those offensive and defensive linemen, our all-flex top three. And check out flexatx.com for the other positions. Also, all the schedules coming up, the scoreboards if you missed anything. Flex is working extra hard right now as we get to the state quarterfinals. Vipers and Tigers Friday night. Can't wait for that. It's going to be good. Yeah, shout out to everybody, the Flex crew from Derek, Snoop, Zach, my man Ty, Nolan, all -hmm. those guys do a hell of a job. If I missed anybody, my apologies. But, yeah, there's so many guys behind the scenes that do such a great job that make people like you and I's job easier, Chad. And, yeah, the Flex crew, they've been going hard this season. And it's not going to stop. Even when football season ends, we're going to go to, you know, basketball, Women's basketball, baseball, softball. So we'll, it'll continue to flow, and we'll be giving y'all all the information you need because Central Texas sports on the high school level is very important and big time around here. Yeah, also shout-out to a couple teams that are out of the playoffs now. We mentioned Lake Travis. Obviously, they had a good year, not the year they would expect. When they don't put a star on that helmet, it's a it's a failure. So I get it, Lake Travis people. Uh, but that was a, a solid team this year. And also Georgetown being done. 
was in, they ran into that tough College Station team. Couldn't beat them twice during the year, so their season is done as well. But we do still have teams in the area, and you know Flex will be following. We'll talk about that throughout the week. Coming up at 2, back to the Longhorns and Cowboys getting big Thanksgiving week wins and some of the uh, coaching carousel already starting to turn around college and pro football, specifically the college side of things. Up next... Up next, it's Where Are We At in Society. We'll see what Zay's got for us. Stay tuned. It's the Horn. Hey, it's Aaron Hogan. Attention contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Are you in the market for fence materials? Well, great news. Viking Fence has a new location right in southeast Austin. That's right. You can purchase the highest quality fencing materials from either location now, their existing location, 9602 Gray Boulevard, or their new location at 11701 on Quintos Road. Viking's the only fence company that carries their own brand of western red cedar. Available in three grades, one for every budget. Call Viking Fence at their new southeast location today, 512-777-2900, or find them online at vikingfence.com. All right, this is Chad talking AV consultations. If you uh, were hanging out somewhere of Thanksgiving and realized, hey, I need a bigger screen. I need more screens. I need that movie room I've always been talking about and been thinking about. This is the Christmas. Well, AV consultations can make it happy, uh, make it happy, make you happy and make it happen for you. They're not raising prices like all the others. They've got the smart TVs you're looking for. They've got the Sonos audio equipment. And the best part is they can handle every detail. Let them do all of it. Don't go buy a bunch of stuff and then say, hey, can you guys come set this up? No, 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 no. Let them handle everything. Call AV Consultations. Tell them what you're thinking. They will come over and assess your situation. Okay, here's where we want to put something. Here's what we'd like to do. And then they'll come up with all kinds of ideas because that's what they do. Locally owned and operated since way back in the late 80s. So they've seen all the changes, all the evolution in audio visual stuff. They can get you the absolute best. Again, they can get you deals that nobody else can get and they're not raising their prices as the holidays approach. So give them a call. 255-8678. Be sure you tell them you heard about it here on the horn. Two. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Not only do I know that you're Christina Aguilera, but I'll know the Pantera if you play the Pantera. Cemetery Gates, correct? Yes. The way we were. Oh, my God. What a great riff that is. This is about as close as I got to a ballad. This is a Pantera ballad. A little spooky. A little bit more of a Halloween vibe from Pantera back in the day. Pantera, Christina ELO and Howard Jones have started us off today. Hope you're having a great Monday. Uh, Of course, Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge. After that, it is a special time for the soccer world, and Soccer Matters hits every Monday at 7. If you have not checked it out, this might be a good night to do that. Glenn and the crew talking World Cup. Tomorrow is the U.S. and Iran. And uh, we're going to try to grab Glenn around 1230 tomorrow because that match happens at 1. We'll get his preview of that tomorrow. But you'll get more preview tonight at 7 with Soccer Matters. And then 8 o'clock tonight, it's Instant Serious with Patrick and the crew. Also check out... Glenn's World Cup reports. We got you one last hour brought to you by the good folks at Daspit Law Austin. World Cup continuing. Uh, a lot of stuff going on around the sports world, and there's always the crazier side of things, and that's where where we at in society comes in. Let's see what Zay's got for us today. Here we go. 
Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. You, need, you had a big, long weekend. A lot Too of stuff. Long. You had a lot of stuff going on to pick from here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was wondering, with seeing my family, what would be the blackest thing I saw <laughs> over the break? And, you know, seeing my family was a little mild. I guess the blackest thing I saw there was the sweet potato casserole, maybe the baked mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. But then the next day I heard Robert Griffin III, him and... Mark Jones, and he referred to the both of them as Black Friday. Oh my God, I that saw you tweet about that. was one of the worst, best jokes I've ever heard in my life. RG3 was on one, by the way. He was out of control Dude, those in that guys, Baylor, Texas game. Those guys are just uh, like a parade of dad jokes. That's what yeah. they are. They just they can't stop. They do it the whole game. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'm not going to go, you know, we're not going to call Robert Griffin a cornball brother like that one dude that got booted from FS1, that one brother that did. That's not, that's ridiculous. Every black person has their own personality. That's that's ridiculous to say. But uh-huh. he is a corny brother. That's he it. Get a little corny. He get a little corny. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Again, My pops get corny. Yeah. I get corny. It's dad joke RG3. That's yeah. where we are right now. Yeah, but that, that also was not the blackest thing I saw okay. over the weekend. All right. I should have known, because this went viral at Mm. the Bayou Classic. It doesn't get much blacker than the Bayou Classic, (sighs) which is (laughs) Grambling versus Southern. Yep, Grambling Southern. Classic game every year, Battle of the Bands, Fire. They do it at the Saints Stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 The closest thing white people have seen the the Bayou Classic is Drumline, the movie with Nick Cannon. (laughs) So during this game... There was a moment where they were just capturing people in the stands and stuff, and there was this one brother who he was lighting up something, and people thought it was a blunt of marijuana. Usually you light the whole blunt because there's a lot of saliva on it because in order to make the blunt, you have to use saliva to make it stick. Uh-huh. So you usually use the lighter. I, I just read this, by they, the way. Obviously, I don't, you just I don't, read articles. I, I just read, yeah. I just read yeah. articles. This is research, by the way, people. They thought this guy was rolling a joint <laughs> at the Southern at the game? Uh, it's black, blunt, Bayou Classic, blunt. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> blunt. Okay. Blunt. Very specific. Well, not, not a joint. <laughs> not a joint. Not a Can't joint. Can't do it a joint. A yes. blunt. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which, you know, that's bad. You have to buy you classic. How do you get in with a joint? It's weird. Come to find out, this fool <laughs> was lighting a rib, pork rib. Wow. Which, I don't know how hot he got it, but he was lighting it with a big lighter. So picture somebody going back and forth on a barbecue rib to get some heat on that thing before eating it. See, above all else, now I'm just concerned about how how they're cooking things at the Superdome. Like, we're not cooking ribs enough where the fans are satisfied? What are we doing? We're yeah, ser- that's an issue. You're serving cold ribs at the Southern Classic? That's an issue. Because first, my first thought was how are they eating ribs at a game? And then I thought, oh, yeah, Bayou Classic. Of course they're eating ribs. I'm surprised he doesn't have a bowl of chitlins on the side. <laughs> With some Louisiana hot sauce, That's you know, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that I didn't see that. But yeah, it is an issue that the ribs aren't fully cooked. Um, yeah, we that's might, very concerning. We have a problem there. We may need to get the quality control on there since this is a big time game every year in college football. You might want to make sure they have quality ribs. Yeah, yeah, but 
then again, homie could just be a ridiculous person because if you if you're going to this link to get the rib where you need it to go, you should probably just wait to eat after. Dude, we, you were, we were just talking about you know dad jokes and old man jokes with RG three. I would just love it if you sat next to this guy and he explains it to you like, no, 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 they don't do it right, man. You got to do watch. No, 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 you just got to get it just right. You got to get it just right. Yo, knowing black people, I wouldn't be surprised if he brought the ribs from home oh. and somehow snuck it in. <laughs> You think they're serving that up? Somehow brought Tupperware, brought it home, got his container, had his sauce with him, and was prepared. (laughs) Or he might have known somebody that could cook a mean rib that works at the Superdome that hooked him up in the back. I I don't know. You got to think about all these things. All I know is if I ever end up, if I'm ever encountered with like a lonely Thanksgiving week and I don't have anything going on and nobody wants to feed me, I think I might have to go to the Bayou Classic. (laughs) Because if they're serving ribs during this game, this is barely is a high level, high level food event. We just need to get them to w- get those warming trays going a little higher. Yeah, let's crank those up. That's that's it. Can't have my man going old school lighter on a rib so at a one, game. So one thing that the Moody Center does well, they have Tony C's Pizza and they have Stubs. You can just walk by and get you a sandwich slash whatever pizza you want. Pay for it. Oh yeah. Where pay for it by yourself. I want to say it's self-checkout. Yeah, it they is. just do a little scan. Yeah, self-checkout, and you're on your way. So they're under the heat of things, uh-huh. so they stay hot. I don't know if they had that. I see. That- I don't know if they had that at the Bayou Classic. Superdome, not brand new. No. This is not the first year of the Superdome. No. Uh, I enjoy, I did enjoy that convenience at, at the Moody Center, the concerts I've been to. Yeah, you can just duck in. There's multiple places you can duck in to get – a lot of different stuff, whether it's burger, dog, the stuff you're talking about. If you want to just grab like a little, you know, a snack and a beer, a water and some popcorn. Like there's a lot of different options where you don't encounter anyone. You just scan it yourself and go. Yeah, me and my wife, we went to the Mike Epps, Michael Blackston uh, comedy event mm-hmm. at the Moody on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Good event. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I think I saw all of Black Austin there. <laughs> Everyone everyone was in attendance? Everyone was in attendance. Everyone. I was looking around for Harge and Rod. Like, where are these guys at? About to see them soon. Everybody else here. If Harge if Harge and Rod went, they are not going to tell CDC they went. <laughs> That's right. They can't do that. They gotta I keep that, they, they gotta keep that on the low. They gotta keep that stuff secret now. They've got but to, sporting events. Gotta keep it secret. Yeah. Only the sporting events they're gonna let them know about. All right, there's where we at in society. We do it every day about 145. Coming up, the Longhorns and Cowboys both get big wins on Thanksgiving week, plus the coaching carousel starting to turn. Wisconsin finds their guy, Nebraska finds their guy, and Jimbo finds his first scapegoat. This is The Horn.